Hey friends, super excited you're here. Welcome back to Moonshot Entrepreneur. In today's episode, I'm going to share with you six millionaire habits which leave you with more money in your pocket at the end of the month. The best thing about these habits is that they are not rocket science, so you can implement these fairly easily. And I promise you, no matter how vigilant and smart financial manager you already are, you will still find at least one or two tips which you can implement starting from today. So what are we waiting for? Let's get into this without any further delay. Hey friends, welcome to Moonshot Entrepreneur. This is the place where we partner with God to build His custom design calling for our life. In this podcast, you'll get laser focused on aligning your life with God and you will learn the strategies to implement true change. Along with that, you will also learn to create the time and income for the amazing dreams God has for you. Sounds like a moonshot? Well, set your expectations high, because when we dare to partner with God, anything is possible. I promise you that we're going to have a ton of fun on this journey together. So grab your notebook and pen and pursue with me your God-led life transformation. Let's go. Okay, so if you're struggling with your finances and need to get a Christian perspective and everyday practical help to get things in order, I just want to let you know that I offer 30-minute coaching sessions to solve specific questions you might have regarding your personal financial situation. Now, that being said, I also want to be very clear what I don't do. I do not sell financial products, I have no affiliations, and I will not recommend specific people or services or businesses, and I will also not make any specific investment recommendations. Um, I think there are better people to do that, um, and please go to them if this is the kind of help you need. But here's what I can help you with. I can help you with setting financial goals and I can give you a realistic implementation plan. So let me give you an example for that. Let's say you want to get out of financial debt, start a business or save up for a degree. You have a specific dream and perhaps you've also tried to save up for this specific goal, but you've never quite managed to get there. And that's exactly where I can chip in and help you with. Um, I can help you to set financial goals which are realistic and on top of that I will also give you an implementation plan, break your goal into uh, manageable steps so that you will actually get there. Now this is one thing I can help you with. I can also help you with creating passive income streams. Now I'll be very honest with you, I've dabbled in this quite a bit and so I can share from my experience what works and what doesn't. I can also let you know what the prerequisites are or would be um, if you decide for a specific thing. Um, Let's say like drop shipping or e-commerce, selling merchandise online or authoring a book, whatever. Um, But I can help you with my experience to make it as successful as possible. I can help you to adjust your expectations because to be frank, there's a lot of hype around this topic. And um, as I said, I have my own experience with this. So I can give you, I think, a more realistic 
or tempered picture about things out there. And I can also share with you all the tips, tricks and hacks I know and coach you and help you to do something which is sustainable. So if you would like to be coached, you can go to my website. That's moonshot-entrepreneur.com. It would also work without the hyphen. If you just type moonshotentrepreneur.com, you will get to my website. And once you're there, click the work with me button on the right hand corner to get more details and book a coaching session. And you'll also be very delighted to hear that you will only have to pay launch prices at the moment. This offer is only good for a limited time period. So if you would like to be coached, hurry up. And you can also find more details on my website on the other topics uh, where you can get coaching from me. And I'll also leave all the links in the description below of this episode to make it easy for you to find me. Okay, so let's dig into episode number four, six millionaire habits, which leave you with more money in your pockets. Now, right off the bat, why millionaire habits? Because many millionaires like Warren Buffett and the likes follow the principles I'm going to share with you. If you don't believe me, that's okay. Just go online, verify this yourself, watch some documentaries, and you'll find that what I'm saying is not made up. Believe it or not, they also just put on the trousers one leg at a time, just like everybody else. Anyway, these principles are followed by many millionaires, but also by people who are not millionaires, for example, me. So these principles are tested and tried by me because I don't want to talk on my show or on my podcast about something I've only heard about, but have never implemented myself. And I try to do all the six of them, but I haven't been as consistent as I want to be. So, but without any further delay, let's get into the six simple habits. The takeaway for you at the beginning of this episode is just this. They are not rocket science. They're fairly easy to implement. And if you regularly run out of cash by the end of the month or are frequently left with just a few bucks, this is definitely something you want to keep listening. How did I even start thinking about this topic? About, let's say, let's call this wise financial management. Um, when I got my first real steady paying job, I was fairly young. I think I was about 19 years old. And I was also single. My only ho hobby was ice hockey and traveling. And I spent most of my money on computers, gadgets, ice hockey gear, and sports tickets. There was not much need for me to save up or exercise any wise financial management, but a couple of things changed my outlook. At one point, my dad spoke with me about wise financial management, and he just couldn't sit by and watch me throw out money um, out of the window. And so he suggested that I would start uh, saving up for a car, for example, or for something which I could really use. And I really uh, liked that suggestion because suddenly I started to see, well, I can really um, save up a few bucks and start to enjoy myself. And then maybe a third thing which really changed my outlook was the maturity in faith, which led me to an increased awareness about stewardship, about uh, money not belonging to me, my salary not belonging to me, but being entrusted to me by Jesus. And so I'm obliged to spend it wisely. 
And if I'm left with more, I can also be more generous and bring love and joy into the life of other people. So that is certainly something which had a huge impact on me. And then also having my own phases of tight financial situation, which just required smarter decisions from my end. Now, as I mentioned before, I'm also very much into planning. I'm very systematic. I love optimizing a process that just comes naturally to me, maybe even up to a point that you would say that I'm cray-cray. Um, but uh, anyway, the six habits I am going to share with you, they are not cray-cray. They are not crazy. In fact, these are really easy to implement no matter where you are on your journey. The first habit which you really need to take on if you are running out of cash regularly is stop the money leaks. This is really crucial. And to really stop the money leaks, you need to review your expenses on a regular basis. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean that you really need to keep track of when you are spending money. And it's not just uh, spending money somewhere in a store, but log into your e-banking account or wherever you are keeping your books, be it in a physical book or online, I don't care. But make sure that you log in regularly just to look at the expenses. Look at it. See where you are spending money. And maybe you'll be already surprised to find out that that stop at Starbucks is really costing you so much. But anyway, it's, it's not just, you know, the bits and tits which you, um, which, which you spend spread over the month. I would also look at some really big pitfalls. One of those items would be subscriptions. Look at all your subscriptions which you pay throughout the month, but also throughout the year. Sometimes you might just have a yearly subscription. And so do you really need 10 magazines? And do you really need... Uh, three streaming uh, services? Perhaps not. Perhaps you can look at it and you will find out, well, you used to like something, but you're not using it anymore. Try to get out of it as soon as possible. So look at all your subscriptions. Then another huge factor of wasting money is groceries and online shopping habits. Now, why groceries and how can you review, review your groceries? Typically, you will just see on your statement um, how much you spend for groceries, but you will actually find out that you won't need everything you buy. And how you find that out is not in your bank account. It will typically be in your garbage. So how much food does land in your garbage? And every time you throw away food, just be aware that you're also throwing away the money you spend to buy that food. And let's not speak about the fact that you carried that stuff into your home, that you had time invested into it, that you had energy to hold that he big heavy bag into the car and so forth. So this can be another pitfall. Then the third pitfall is, as I said, online shopping habits. And now here too, typically, you will just find a big chunk of expense in your banking account or in your credit card um, regarding online shopping. But where it becomes a money leak is when you're not using what you have bought. So look at 
the things you bought last month or over the last quarter, let's say over the last two, three months, and look at how many times you used the stuff you bought. Did you really use it? Did you like it when you used it? And a rule which I really like to advocate here is wait to buy. So if you see something, don't buy it straight away. Just see it, save it in your browser, save it in your phone, and then leave it alone for another week. Go back to it and check whether you really would like to buy that thing. Perhaps you don't like it anymore, or perhaps you'll just discover, well, it's not that huge of a need for me anymore. So I won't buy it altogether. So these are some things to watch out in habit number one. And then a very important second habit you need to develop if you haven't already is setting financial goals. Setting financial goals. Why do you need financial goals? Well, if you don't, you will just see your money grow and you won't know what to do with it and rather spend it on stuff which is not needed or misallocated and then find out that you don't have enough money left to pay bills or pay taxes. So be really sure to write down some financial goals. And as I've mentioned earlier to you, writing down is making a commitment. So I don't care where you write down your financial goals, whether on your smartphone or on a piece of paper, just write them down. What do you want to have or achieve or own or whatever? Um, and here's a bonus tip for you. I want you not only to think about yourself when you write down your financial goals, but also about people who are dear to you. What about having financial goals for your kids, like a college fund? What about having financial goal uh, for your family, like a new car, which will be due in a couple of years, or saving up to give to charity for a certain cause, which is really on your heart? Then you allocate that fund to charity, which goes into that, which helps that cause. So these are some things you should think about when setting your financial goals. And once you have your financial goals, I promise you that this will be a huge motivator to take the pain of reviewing your financial situation and planning ahead regularly. I mentioned before, I love planning, but I'm also aware that this is not something people fancy. So for you, having that huge motivator is, is, is going to make the difference. If you know that you're saving up some money to donate um, a car to, to someone who really needs it, who, who, who really can't um, get around without it, or if you know that if you do this on a regular basis, your kid will be able to afford something really nice on Christmas, that will really um, help you to go on and take the pain of reviewing that stuff uh, on a regular basis. And once you have that financial goal, don't forget to break it down into manageable steps and to review achieving those steps. Now, let me give you an example here. Let's say you want to um, save up for a car, which is 10,000 bucks. Now, Chances are that you won't have 10,000 bucks lying around in the first month you are starting to save up. So how will you get there? And will it even match the other regular payments which you have to make? 
like taxes or insurance bills or stuff like that. So try to take that into consideration and break it down when you will save up how much. You don't have to save up um, the exact same amount on a regular basis, but you have to sort of have an idea when you will be able to juggle um, how much money and when will you be able to divert it to a certain cause. Now, habit number three is don't overpay and don't overspend. Don't overpay and don't overspend. It is so important to know your budget. You should only spend what you have. And while this is just common sense and everyone tries to follow it, what most people or many people forget to do is to reduce their fixed costs when they get a salary. Now, of course, you get a salary, you have some money um, or, or a regular income, but you always have to think about your fixed cost, things which you cannot avoid, like paying the rent, paying taxes, house loans, health insurance, subscriptions, and stuff like that. And you also certainly need to have a buffer for unforeseen items like falling ill or a house repair or a car repair or whatnot. Um, so make sure that you know what your wiggle room is. Okay, then another thing which goes into the same habit is avoiding buying things on credit so that you do not need to pay hefty interest rates. Be really mindful of that. And if you really try to avoid using the credit card, um, this will also help you not to overspend. Because at the end of the day, what is a credit card? It's a company giving you money, which you do not have at the moment. So really try to be mindful. And then of course, when you buy something, consider the value of what you're getting. Um, is it really worth to buy it new in a completely new condition? Or could you get a much better deal if you go with a used item? And here I can really quote a millionaire or not a millionaire, a billionaire, <laughs> really rich guy, Warren Buffett, who only has used cars. You will find that um, in any documentary. His children even complaining about that, that their dad never gets a new car. And he himself says, well, it's not worth it. You would just overpay. Now, one could say, well, Mr. Buffett, you can afford it. But here's the thing, if that were his mentality, I guess he wouldn't have that made that much of money. So try to be creative. Can you rent something? Can you borrow it? Um, can you subscribe? Uh, can you do something different? Um, can you trade it in a yard sale or whatever? Just try to be creative. Habit number four is diverting money. This one goes into the same principle of not just having money sitting around somewhere, uh, without any specific um, goal attached to it. And so what I really recommend is that you divert money for your different financial goals regularly and to specific accounts. So make a note, specific accounts. Why? Because I think that really helps you to resist the temptation to use that money for something else just because it sits in a general account. And another upside is you can easily monitor your progress in achieving a financial goal. 
Habit number five is consider the value and get creative. When you own things, when you own stuff, think of ways your old stuff could provide value to others. Let's say you have things which you do not need. They're just cluttering your home. Consider selling your used stuff over a platform and make a few bucks and then put down those bucks which you made on a specific financial goal or donate things that you do not need anymore to a specific charity or cause. Always consider also the unique opportunities to help out someone in your close proximity. Let me give you an example for that. Let's say you know someone who could really use a car. Let's say he's a student, he's living next door, and he has a part-time job, but it's just a long way out. You could donate your used car to him in case you don't want to sell it, in case you don't want to trade it in for another car. This could also be something which you could do. Habit number six is only invest in what you understand. Thoroughly research the possibilities at your hand before doing this and make sure that you only use trustworthy resources. There are a lot of things freely available on the internet, but be mindful that there might be also some bogus people out there or, or just information which is not true or correct. Um, and here again, I can quote Warren Buffett. There's actually a fun anecdote about him. Bill Gates once went to Warren Buffett, and this was before uh, Bill Gates was uh, successful. And he wanted Warren to invest in his endeavor, which was Microsoft, in computers, in personal computers. And he tried to explain to Warren Buffett what it means, uh, what a computer is, what it could be used for. Um, Warren Buffett apparently asked, what can I do with a personal computer? And he, of course, went on a sales pitch and said, well, you can manage your calendar. And Warren Buffett said, I only have 30 people in this company. I don't need a calendar. And most of the time I'm reading anyway. And so no matter what Bill said, Warren Buffett just didn't see any advantage to it. And so in the end, he said, I'll make this really simple for us, Bill. Will this uh, personal computer change the way I chew my gum? And then he said, no. This will likely not change the way you chew your gum. Then Warren Buffett said, well, then I would say you stick with what you know and I stick with what I know. Now, years after that, people have, of course, asked him about this and whether he regrets it. And he maintained that he doesn't because he doesn't want to invest in something that he doesn't understand. Obviously, he is not the target group of personal computers. And so he said he's fine with not having invested in that. Now, long short story cut short, what does that mean? Someone like Warren Buffett spends hours and hours to invest, to make investment decisions, and he has refined his skills up to a point that he's really good at value investing. But it doesn't mean that he's good at investing in any other area. So it means that no matter what you do, you really have to do your homework. So only invest in what you understand. Take the time. Okay, so let me wrap this up for you. I shared six habits with you. Um, first of all, stop the money leaks. Um, check 
review your account weekly and monthly. This is the thing which you need to do immediately. Secondly, set financial goals. This can be a huge motivator and include other people uh, which go beyond you, your family, your kids, or, or charities which you really want to su support. Habit number three, don't overpay, don't overspend, keep a budget, avoid the credit card trap, buy um, uh, used or rent or borrowed stuff. Um, try to be creative here. Habit number four, divert money to specific accounts. Do this regularly and monitor your progress in reaching your financial goals. Habit five, consider the value and get creative. Provide value to others with what you have. Sell, donate, um, use opportunities to bless and be generous to others. And habit number six, finally, invest in what you understand. Do your homework, get knowledgeable and diversify your risk. Do not invest all your money in just one thing because if that blows up, you're going to be standing around with nothing in your pocket. Okay, so I hope this blessed you. Let me leave you with a prayer. Lord God, you are the source of all being. Thank you for your generosity in our lives and for the means you have given us. Um, teach us new ways to be generous and help us to preach your love from our checkbook without ever having to use words. Help us all who listen to this episode to invest time and effort in becoming wise financial managers and help us to spend everything we have in a way which pleases you. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope this has helped you and blessed you. Don't forget to book a coaching session if you'd like to go more deep and get specific help for your financial situation. Once again, the website is moonshot-entrepreneur.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Enjoy the rest of your week and stay wrapped up in Christ's love. Until next time. Real quick before you go, if this podcast blessed you in some way, the number one way you can thank me is by leaving me a written review for the show over on Apple Podcast. I seriously am lit up every time I hear from you guys. So if this show has impacted your life in some way, just let me know about it. And here's the second thing you can do. Take a screenshot of this episode or of your review and go share it over on Facebook and tag me. God bless as you dare to make the change.